The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K.Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems. My name is Kamar. I am here with my co-host, Dee Lee, and our guest host, Lynn Sherrill. Today, we're continuing to explore our focus on Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. These jewels are things that we think are ordinary. We tend to overlook them. But when you stop and pay attention, you see how really extraordinary that they are. And today... Today we're going to be talking about our social connections and networking, and networking seems to be a big buzzword now. When you break it up, this combination up, social, the word social comes from Latin as socialis, means partner or comrade. And then when you add networking, it means to create and maintain personal and business relationships, mostly online, but you can do it in person as well. It's not exclusively online. And the whole idea was, um, the, the words were first used in 1998. So we're going to be looking at our connections and basically our social connections, meaning with other people. And Brené Brown has a good quote on the meaning of the word connection. He says, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. You, like anyone else, do not live in a vacuum. Unless you are stranded on an island, you interact with people in some way every day. You are in a web of relationships, your parent, child, neighbor, friend, customer, co-worker. These connections to other people are hidden gems that we want to look at today. Paying attention to these connections with others is a vital part of pursuing your goals, dreams, and desires. You can make conscious choices to improve your relationships in ways that benefit both you and the other person and that create a lot more sparkle in life life in your life. Another quote, Charles Eames said, eventually everything connects. People, ideas, objects. The quality of the connection is the key to quality per se. So basically he's saying there that... (laughs) I'm connected to that island. That's where I'm at. (laughs) You are not either on an island. Uh, I know that one. (laughs) 
research shows that people are divided into four primary communication styles. And these are called social styles. They're really made up of um, four interrelated aspects. Driver, the driver, the expressive, the amiable, and the analytical. These are the names of the four social styles. But probably the easiest way to understand what this looks like is if you just draw on a piece of paper, just draw a line down and then a, draw, a line across, you have four, four quadrants. And we're going to just kind of share what each of these are because it's kind of fascinating when you can see who you are through these styles. Um, and, and so when you understand how they work and then how to work with them yourselves, you can be more effective and create more value in everything you do, including in your relationships, both personal and professional. So on your piece of paper in the upper right hand, upper right, I got to make sure I know my right, upper right hand corner is driver. Lower right is expressive lower left is amiable and lower right I mean upper left see I knew I was going to get it mixed up upper <laughs> left is analytical and so on the the axis so the up down line the the top of that line is task the bottom of that line is people and so what that means is that the people the two boxes toward the top are more task-oriented. The two boxes toward the bottom are more people-oriented. And hang on a sec. So the boxes at the top are the analytical and the driver? Yes. Okay. So those are the ones that are task-oriented? Yes. And then the people-oriented are the ones on the bottom, the amiable and expressive? You got it. Okay. And then on the left-right line, the one that goes across the page, a horizontal line, the left side is the askers. The ask and the other side is tell. So the people that are asking are the analyticals because they're asking questions and the amiables because they just want to be nice, you know. And then there's the right side. They're the tellers. They're the drivers and the expressives. And I really don't know which one I would be. So let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> How about smack like dab in questions? the middle, Lynn? Yeah, right? I think I have my own category. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, really, that's the case. Usually people don't have a clear understanding of their own behavior. So Wilson Learning conducted research that shows there's about a 30% disagreement even between how somebody defines their own personal style and their perception of how someone else defines their style. So it's good to explore these and get an understanding about them as a way to understand their effect and on, on us and everything that we do in our world. So Johann Wolfgang Wolfgang Johann Wolfgang van Goethe said the person of analytic or critical intellect finds something ridiculous in everything. The person of synthetic or constructive intellect in almost nothing. Oh well that's a clue, because I kinda I think I might go <laughs> let's continue. Okay, that's good. Alrighty, so all right, if you're thinking you might be an analytical person, analyticals, we're going to go through what that means. Analyticals can be perceived as deliberate, thorough, logical, and as listeners who follow procedures and carefully weigh all alternatives, and they're very steadfast in purpose. They're seen as being disciplined and independent. Well, the independent, we got that one. And as people <laughs> and as people who are likely to let others take the social initiative. And you know what? As outgoing as I am, I will be the person that sits in the party and I watch everybody else because I want to see what's going on. That's the analytical, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. very interesting. That's so what I they uh yeah, right. They tend to be analyticals tend to be conservative. Uh, I don't know about that. Business like <laughs> all about that. <laughs> well, I I don't think anybody falls completely in one of these boxes. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're tr- that's true. It's, you know, and analyticals are persistent in their relationships with others. They tend to pursue their goals only after they've eliminated a lot of the risk and compiled lots of data to support a project's purpose and the practicality and the policy. They follow an orderly process. They pay attention to all the details. So here are some phrases that you might hear that are used to describe analyticals. They seem technically oriented. And they often seek structure, certainty, and evidence before making decisions. They appear quiet and unassuming. They show little emotion when dealing with other people. doesn't mean they don't have emotions. It just means that they don't necessarily show it. They take little social initiative with others. They might remain guarded until a strong relationship has been developed. And they like to extend existing ideas and procedures before going on to something new. And so some of their strengths are that they seem to be able to approach problems on the basis of facts and logic and create solid solutions. They tend to make the most practical decisions by being thorough and researching ideas. They like to discover new ways of solving old problems. And they seem competent in working out a problem and in getting a job done right. Well, now we're talking. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Now we got something. All right. So Mahatma Gandhi said... Now this, I'm all about this. This, for me, this philosophy, like this is a life philosophy, what you're about to hear now. Mahatma Gandhi said, keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. Ba-boom. Like, love that. And, and, you know, now, a lot of things now are saying that, you know, your thoughts can create your reality and, and it, you know, that sort of thing. And here I think Gandhi just simply lays out the progression of exactly how that happens. Totally. Totally. I mean, well, and it's like little dominoes, right? It's like... Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you're living your destiny every day, people. If we don't well, know that, it's time so to get on track. Dominoes. Everybody's a domino. Everybody's a <laughs> I see a book on that one. I don't know. Well, you know, so let's talk about drivers. Now, this might be me. I don't know. I do have a sports car, and there is a reason for that. So let's see. Um, Drivers are often perceived as businesslike and results-oriented and as people who like to take initiative. They're seen as liking to challenge new ideas and respond quickly. Yeah, this is totally not me. Um, Uh (laughs) Like I said, I think you fall smack dab in the middle. I really think I do. Uh, yeah, so they often correct, modify, or add to other suggestions every time. If somebody asks me for my opinion, I got one. So I'm just saying. So they are seen as straightforward, decisive, and quick to act. They seem most comfy pursuing their goals when they're in charge and taking the initiative. And they're often seen as responding well to situations in which they can map out plans and then have others carry them out. Delegation is the key for drivers. They take risks to make things happen and they view problems as just another challenge. You know, and really one of my philosophies, this is for real, is that the hairier the problem, the more I like it. 
You know why? Because you can see how you can dramatically make change in a problem that's really hairy. So I love the, the crazier they are, the more you know you're making a difference. So it's awesome. Um, so some of the phrases that are used to describe drivers, they're often direct and to the point when dealing with others. They seem to have strong opinions and convictions. They like to initiate, control, and serve as their own motivator. And they tend to be efficient, hardworking, and results-oriented. And um, these some tendencies that are strengths include they seem confident and competent to take charge. They like challenges and may even prefer to deal with things that are difficult to master. They seem able to direct and productively coordinate the work of others, and they are seen as taking responsibility and making things happen. I would so love it if our listeners would call in and tell us if they think that any of these sound like them, you know? I mean, our isn't mixture. that fascinating? Yeah, John Adams said virtue is not always amiable. And amiables um, are often seen as quiet, unassuming, and supportive. They're warm, friendly listeners who seem easy to get along with. As people who enjoy personal contact and share some kind of shared responsibility, they like to pursue goals by first establishing a strong personal time. They may be perceived as avoiding risk or fast decisions um, unless they have strong support or data to back them up. They like to build relationships and seek support and feedback from others before they make decisions. They are often cooperative in their interactions with others. Some of the phrases that you might hear, um, they seem to accept others, placing a high priority on getting along. They appear quiet and cooperative and supporting they seem easy to get to know and work with, and they like a They like to minimize interpersonal conflict whenever possible. Uh, some of their strengths um, may they may give advice or counsel, may help others, and provide positive comments about other people's work and accomplishments. Well, now see that, Lynn. There you are again. Yeah, there I am. She's, she's one of the four. <laughs> she's four of the four. I'm, the, I'm a force of four. You got a yeah. you got a four on the floor. <laughs> I know you have a red red race car. I need a red one. I got a black one, but I might well, have, have to get another one. one. <laughs> they may have a deep sense of loyalty and dedication to those in in their work and peer groups, and seem to communicate a great deal of trust and confidence in other people. Um, they basically try to make people feel comfortable and. Um, Lawrence Bolt said, without self-expression, life lacks spontaneity and joy. Without service to others, it lacks meaning and purpose. Wait, so, I got to back it up. What do you think you two are? Do you see yourselves in the amiable at all? I just want to know because you're a lot nicer than I am. I'm just wondering, <laughs> do you see yourselves in that category at all? Like where would you put so a far? What bit. describes you? Uh, it's a shade for me, of me, I'd say that I'm very much of the analytic but I do have a lot of the amiable as well. Um, I don't like interpersonal conflicts. I prefer to find ways to get along with people. Um, I'd rather be positive about other people and what they're doing and encourage them in what they're doing. So, yeah, I think some of that fits with me as well. I think Donna? so. And then, yeah. And then I think D, she just takes things. She just, she's like, what? A challenge? Let me just take that on. I'll just go and learn <laughs> blah, 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 blah in 48 hours. It's okay. Oh, I'll know. do it. I'm on yeah. it. I've got a new one I'll be sharing with you. <laughs> um, expressives are often perceived as energetic, inspiring, and emotional. 
They are seen as people who feel comfortable taking the social initiative, often spending time engaging in friendly conversation before, before moving on to a task at hand. And they tend to rely on feelings to help make decisions. They are seen as easily excitable and ready to share insights and dreams. Some of the phrases that might be um, part of the expressive expressings, they appear to be excitable, talkative, and intuitive. They seem to like audience, applause, or recognition, um, and that may be a cherished actual reward. They are seen as risk takers, competitive and spirited and are often visionary, creative, and inspirational. The following tendencies are also strengths, and so they seem to uh, be able to energize and motivate others. They like to stimulate creative exchange of ideas. They tend to be enthusiastic and ambitious and often share dreams and ideas. You know, and it's, it's I think, um, I find myself in that same similar you know, combination of different ones. So I think it has to do with the situation, the projects, the people that you're working with, because a lot of times you'll want to match your your speed with whatever you're working with. So I think it would be fair to say that every person has some of each of the four, and what makes us different, different is how the four break down in each individual person like one person might have a lot of this but a little of that but they still have it it's not completely gone so that everybody has all four it's just the degree to which we have it is the difference that makes total sense so which hat do you have yeah. <laughs> basically right. are you wearing your expressive hat today or your analytic hat today are you wearing your driver hat the mad hatter yeah. <laughs> no the hairy hatter <laughs> the hairy hatter oh, that's hilarious wow. I like the, uh, cool. the mad hatter there um, from the, the tea party and yes you know when I making... was younger I always wore hats like that always I always had a different crazy hat Mm-hmm. Just becomes part of that. And how many kids, when they play, their hat determines what they are that day. Yeah, it's a, a way to share humor. You know, if I'm wearing a fireman's hat, then I'm going to be a fireman that day. You know, it, it, if I'm wearing a chef's hat, I'm going to be a cook that day. Playing in like, the kitchen. By, I do it by the hour. <laughs> 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 what, a whole day? <laughs> How many hats do you own? You know what? I actually, in my closet, I was just looking at that over the weekend because, like, I was, like, looking at this thinking I've got all these hats stacked up. <laughs> I, I used to be a Wrangler, so I have all these different cowboy hats. I have all these. I just, yeah. And then I was a performer. I was a ballroom dancer. I was a professional dancer. And so I have costumes and all this stuff. I'm like, God, what am I doing? I'm just schlepping this stuff around. I'm sure somebody would want that. So, That's I don't know. That's way with yeah. clutter. Yeah, and it's all very organized, but I'm like, really? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so funny. Well, we need to go to a commercial break, but don't go away. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about ways that we relate with other people. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves, and we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1 346 9141. That's 1 346 9141. You may also send us an email to B MYTE at B MYTE.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, and we're talking about our connections with other people and our relationships. And Martin Seligman, who is a professor, he said, I don't like this, but the cerebral virtues, curiosity, love of learning, are less strongly tied to happiness than interpersonal virtues like kindness, gratitude, and capacity for love. It seems we're always trying to find happiness, and so we look at other people who are happy, and okay, well, how did they get to be happy? So maybe if we try their way of getting to be happy, then we'll be happy too. It doesn't really work that way, but you know that's, that's what we try to do. Relationships, these are the ties we have with other people, and the we want to spend time with them. And actually, how cooperative people are in activities is a predictor of their happiness. Having a good, close group of friends helps provide a sense of meaning in our lives. And I want to jump back there for a minute. The how cooperative you are in an activity is a predictor of how happy you are, which kind of goes against the American stereotype of the loner, the cowboy out all by himself, um, if you think about that for a second. Maybe he's looking for one of his hats. 
Surely. <laughs> Care. This is when we're talking about kindness. We're caring for others. We're taking care of others in a, a way that focuses more on that person than on ourselves. And when we do this consistently, it helps to improve the world around us. And it also helps us to feel better about ourselves. And it helps the other person to feel better. And it works somewhat the same if what you're giving is in money or in time rather than a specific hands-on sort of caring. Caring behavior shows up differently in different cultures. And one of the reasons it does that is in a, pers- in a culture that focuses on everybody being independent, you know, the, the rugged independence. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the uh, billboards of the Marlboro Man. Uh, <laughs> Did you see yeah. he just passed away? Really? Yes. At like oh. 85 of cancer. Wow. wow. I wonder you know, if he smoked. But it, it was the whole he ideal did. of, you know, this rugged individualist out, self-made man and all that sort of thing. Versus cultures that value interdependence or cooperation between people. Which, you know, I mean, that's that's a really huge thing because that's a really fundamental difference in how different cultures perceive themselves. And the it would make sense that expressing caring would be very different in a culture that values independence versus a culture that values cooperation. Another. Possibility or, or I don't you know, possibility is not really the right word, but um, perhaps way of finding happiness is when we reach a goal, something that we've been aiming for, something that we've been wanting to achieve, and we're happy that we've gotten it. It's a really feel good feeling about yourself and what you've done, and this leads to being positive, and we can be focused on working on something, and time goes by and we're totally engaged in it and researchers call this the state of flow where things just fit together and you totally lose track of time and how we get to this state of flow is different for every person and it's what we're doing has to be something that we're choosing to do something that we like doing something that we have the skills to do we're comfortable with our skills and it's challenging us to succeed at something. And we lose self-consciousness completely when you're totally immersed in that activity. It's like you don't even exist. What exists is the activity. And so you, when you reach that goal, you're just totally exhilarated a lot of times. And then, So when you feel good about yourself, you're excited, you're proud, you're sociable, you're active. And... When people can reach that state of flow, it is a predictor of long-term happiness. Something else that's connected with happiness is finding meaning in life, whether it's through relationships or links with organizations that provide support with like-minded people. So this would be things like participating in social communities, your neighborhood community, whether it's community service, your local church, 
friendships or different cultural traditions. And these groups traditionally provide strong social support and opportunities for being around people who have likewise values and um, goals that you have. And there's a lot of support and people who are involved in groups like that have a lot higher, um, what's the word I'm looking for, predictor, are much more likely to be happy than people who aren't involved in those kinds of groups. Something else that is connected is figuring out what your strengths are and then using them. Finding jobs that focus on your strengths. Things And strengths are different from skills here. Um, just to make a real quick side note. I've been in positions where I've done a lot of hiring, a lot of work in uh, human resources. And there's a very distinct difference between somebody's skill and somebody's strength. And skills are things that can be taught. Strengths are something that you have. They come with you. They're not something you can be taught. You might think of it also as another way of describing your character. These are things like honesty, uh, what we call a good work ethic, being able to focus on your work. Just, again, coming from the perspective of a manager who had to hire a lot of people, you want people who are able to focus on their work and get their job done and take pride in getting their job done and doing it right. I think my strength is that I have all the skills I need. <laughs> Good. That's an optimistic yeah. mindset. But, totally. you know, yeah. even if you don't have all the skills you need, part, one of the strengths is actually confidence that you can learn the things you need to know how to do. Back again to a work environment. I got hired for a job when one of the hard and fast requirements was that the person being hired had to know this one software program. I mean, that was a non-negotiable point. I'd never touched that program, and I got hired for the position anyway. So one of the strengths then is having the confidence that if you don't have the skill, you'll learn it. Totally. As an entrepreneur, I say yes and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So that's a focus. Another uh, aspect or thing that can contribute to happiness is your mindset. Is the glass ha- half empty or half full? Although I saw a cartoon once where that question was posed and the person being asked the question picked up the glass and dumped all the water out. <laughs> <laughs> now it's not half or half. Right. I was just thinking mine overflows. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. 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 That would have been a better cartoon, I think. Yeah. Mine's not halfway nothing. (laughs) I'm I'm four to the floor. Isn't that what you said, Dee? I'm four to the floor. Exactly. (laughs) Or the hairy hat. Something else that contributes (laughs) to happiness is finding things to be thankful for. We are surrounded by so many things that are just absolutely awesome that we take for granted. And... Just finding things to be thankful for, whether it's somebody smiled at you on the sidewalk when you were walking between your car and your place of work, or 
you're in a drought condition and it rains and then it's like thank you for the rain we needed that so bad you know the sun coming out just being thankful for these little things that we tend to take for granted and all of these different things are are ways that um can contribute to our happiness and i remember one person saying and of course i don't remember who it was but it was something to the effect that if you pursue happiness you'll never find it but if you focus on leading a good life and having strong character good virtues being focused on others being in a community where you can help others happiness comes along kind of as a side benefit Kind of like looking for a rainbow. In a way. Yeah. I believe it. Well, you know, one of the things that I do is I just, I, I find that I, um, over time, it's become that I live to the point of tears. I'm so grateful for things. And sometimes I'm just so overcome by how amazing things are. It's just, I just have tear doobies. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just sit there. And I, you, It happens a lot in my car. Or, like, first thing in the morning. Those are the two times that I really seems to, you know, of course, when I'm driving, that's, you know, really helpful. But, and, you know, don't tell anybody that I do that because, you know, I'd hate for them to think I'm softy or anything. But it's like, you know, amazing. It's just amazing when you really feel that feeling, that connection to, to all that is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. You know, Winston Churchill said that a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity and an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. And I really believe that's true. I really believe that's true. Uh, And optimism is amazing, too. It's, uh, you know, for our health, oh, my gosh. Optimism improves our immune system. um, And, you know, when it's associated with gratitude, it leads to feelings of happiness, less stress, being more engaged, having more social support. You know, people, you're just nicer. People like you, you know, it's, you're, you're like a little magnet. And as an optimistic person, you'll approach problems differently than a pessimist. You come up with different solutions because you're more open to the possibilities. You can learn to be optimistic. You can shift your perception. You can expand. So, um, you know, anything that happens in life is temporary. It's anything that happens in life is manageable and it's limited, but having an optimistic attitude is what shifts that the effect that it has in your life in a long-term basis and psychologists describe um, describe this as explanatory styles when people have a particular way to explain a specific situation they might blame it on themselves which is an internal locus or it, they might blame it on someone else which is an external locus and they're basically giving away their power in that moment um, they can think is this always going to happen to me you know so it's like a stable kind of thing and it's also kind of victimy um, or can I change it which means it's kind of unstable and dynamic but you know it's kind of uh, you know what do you do with that right because it can be unstable you don't know it's kind of uncertain and you might think does this affect all of my life so it's a pervasive thing or is it just a solitary event where it's a very limited and finite kind of thing so pessimists view problems as internal unchangeable and pervasive whereas optimists see it as external changeable and limited so and i think an optimist seeing it as external means that they're more in that in what you just described k is the that op- optimistic kind of 
dynamic flow state, it's they're not hooked on something. It's kind of like, oh, you know, let me just surf that. You know, the pessimist is going, oh, man, I'm going to get smashed by that wave. And the optimist is like, woohoo, let's go surf it, you know. Well, so, and I think there's a difference, too, in that the whole temporary versus permanent. Mm-hmm. You know, when when somebody's being pessimistic and they're kind of down in the dumps, they don't see any chance of anything changing whereas if a something challenging comes along the optimist is like oh boy another challenge here let's go and you know the the pessimist is going to have the oh everything happens to me it's kind of like the victim mentality well it's reacting versus responding right exactly and our listeners may not have ever heard that distinction so can you explain that please um, well, if you're reacting to something, it means that you feel like something's come at you and you have to react back, back at it. And so you're in a position of, um, you don't have the power there. But if you, if you, if you respond to it, now you're at choice. Now you're saying, yep, that happened and I'm going to choose how I'm going to respond to it. So it's a very different, um, way to go if you're always reacting i mean you know probably you're a little bit prickly and you know people don't quite know what they're going to get with you but when the, you're responding now you're coming from a place of power and choice even if it happens very quickly and even if it isn't always exactly the way you want it to be it's you're still coming from a place of strength within so it mm-hmm. makes a big difference it does and I think a lot of times people confuse those two words and don't really see the distinction between them so thank you for explaining that yeah, totally. Well, Martin Seligman, he's the father of positive psychology. He spent a whole bunch of his career working on optimistic explanatory style details. Okay, and explain this- that one. <laughs> that, that's a big phrase. Ex- break that well, down. Well, it's basically how optimists will, ex- will um, talk about or articulate or explain what they're doing. And so he found that optimism can be learned, and it's usually best started at a young age. Um, because young people are a little more malleable than adults. Um, but it's basically you can install optimism. It's like a little psychological immunization. You know, there is a way to do that. Um, and the Penn Resiliency Program is an example of that. So if anybody wants to go online and look at that, it's P-E-N-N. Oh, there's a puppy. <laughs> so um, Cicero says gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all the others. And I absolutely totally believe that so it's you know one way you can amp up your optimism is to express your thanks for for everything that's happening in your life really you know it it, it's a universal concept to give gratitude and when you have a focus on gratitude you have less negative you you have more energy you see assistance from other people is valuable it gives you a a sense of belonging and, and it increases your feelings of closeness with others it elevates your mood and it helps with a process of paying it forward so your state of mind uh, it helps but the effect is different for each of us and we can actually make it the best version of um, optimism when we're in a place of gratitude so it's it's really a, a powerful place to be when you can um, be in that space you're in your personal power and it's awesome <laughs> definitely a state of mind mm-hmm. So sure. without it in, in place of being a state of mind, this is a state of time for a uh, commercial, and we will be back shortly. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? 
Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Be Mighty mighty gems and we're focused on the sparkling um, gem of social networking and social connections which everyone is maybe not feeling social but they're also connecting somewhere and also on uh, taking a look at optimistic views and outlooks and I believe, Lynn, you were mentioning um, that there is a lot of positive um, things that the optimistic uh, attitude or outlook has, like um, it helps to protect a person, prevent chronic disease. And it's interesting, I've always been an optimistic person. Um, I've actually had people say, you're just too nice. And so it feels almost when someone says that to you that it's almost a negative feeling. And so that's part of the challenge when you listen to people and you wonder why would somebody think you're too nice? Well, because most or people just up. aren't nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. like well, me, you know. Maybe well, I'm just cranky all the time. <laughs> I I know Donna that you've said that people have called you a Pollyanna, like it's something negative. Mm-hmm. And it 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 it's kind of a they might just think it's funny, but and this gets back into where do I sit on the quadrant too? As as I'm sitting there thinking, okay, now how do I respond to something like that? Where where would I put myself in that response? And it first can all, put you into it. a pardon. I would say first of all, own it, be yeah. that, like yeah. you know, say thank you. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly, because otherwise you start thinking, well, how how all of the reasons why not, you know, why should I fit into somebody else's um, concept? And so it also helps to cope if somebody has um, bad news or life events happening. Um, it, it's helpful with feeling more satisfied with your own self-esteem. 
So it helps with actually looking at problems in a different way because I think that's the lens of perception with looking for solutions. And, you know, it's one of those where you can have a little bit of sense of humor as you're going through things. That's the hat of the humor, the humor hat. Now, do you own one of those? Uh, No. No, Now, I would disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe in funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like in your closet, but you do have a humor hat and you never take it off. Maybe that's what it is. I've never seen it. It's always on my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was in a post office line one time and this lady was about as, I mean, she was a bit spacey, but um, she had glasses on the top of her head. You know, up, she had them up there to not lose them. And she kept going patting around and she was trying to find her uh, look in her purse and um, the uh, teller was saying they're on top and she goes huh they're on top they're where you know and she finally found her glasses and I just thought wow that's one of those little funny situations where um, someone could get really embarrassed too but she just kind of oh there they are I lost them so how often have I mean, I wear sunglasses, and I do that constantly. Where's my sunglasses? In fact, I've gotten to the point where if I can't find my sunglasses, I just pat myself in the head, and, oh, yep, there they are. <laughs> so, how you know, the um, there's different ways of relating to people that are happy or that are in a sense of uh, different um, perception uh, with positive emotions. And um, how does someone... That if you're not in that sense, a lot of times, how would you, um, how how do you want to experience this? This is almost the opposite of a downward spiral. This is an upward spiral, and you can actually do this yourself too if you uh, consciously uh, look for ways to, around you that um, are mighty gems that help do that. So you want to connect daily, and that means that you're not connected to a, your um, your phone is one of the connection opportunities, but try to connect to your environment physically. You know, go out into the, the outside and connect to nature. Connect to other people that you might go around and uh, cultivate some compassion um, with concern and try an act of kindness. Um, one of the fun things that I've seen happen um, I go to Starbucks through the drive through and have occasionally found where they actually they start on a Monday and they have a pay it forward actually it's a pay it backward you're paying the prior person in, the, in line um, the person behind you in line yeah behind you in line and that's happened several times which is, is Monday morning everybody's not quite awake and um it it's changes you know people's attitudes and people are smiling they're not just frowning or they're not buried into their their phone trying to see what's going on so be a good listener you know listen to people talking to you go out and stand in your yard or on your deck if you are in a building and listen to the sounds around you um, there might be all types of sounds that you you can identify that's part of inner relation to your environment and then maybe jot down some ideas as to 
um, how does how do you relate to that? Is it is it feeling good? Is it feel? Are you more curious about certain things as you experience that? And how do you increase your social network? This is one that takes some some interaction. Um, interesting if you have a. a a dog to go walking um people come up and they'll talk to the dog first <laughs> it's interesting we have two golden doodles that we walk around our neighborhood regularly and people know the names of the golden doodles and they'll come up and they want to actually sit there and shake their hand their paw you know how do you do and <laughs> they forget who we are and they go oh what, what was your name and you know the introduction the the doodles are just thinking that's the greatest thing and if they have another dog then we have the tangle of all the leashes um happening right right there with everybody trying to introduce each other and the wagging and on and on so it gets rather comical and you can go out and do yard work in front of your house which actually gets people interested in what you're doing they'll come along and ask you um what are you doing? How you do it? Uh, how do you plant plants so they come up? You know, some people don't feel like they have a green thumb. Um, you can make it a point to invite people out for lunch or coffee. Uh, try out a new restaurant or venue. Um, some people volunteer and actually don't charge for their services for certain things because they just get the, ben- the feelings of um, good feelings of um, providing them their service and watching people have that positive effect. If you uh, have an interest that you haven't researched or done something with as a hobby, it, there are lots of classes out there, and that actually helps to get get you out the door and, and doing something fun, interacting and, with people. And if you can't find a class on it in your local neighborhood, there's bound to be somebody online that likes to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of meetup groups and, you know, email conversation lists, discussion lists, and you can find them on just about any topic in the world. When I was going through the service dog training with my dog, I was on, you know, there's the email discussion lists on how to train a service dog. You know, so just it doesn't really matter what the topic is. You're going to find something even online, even if you can't find it in your neighborhood. And so we have the neighborhood of the whole world, actually, at our touch of our fingers. And it's the connection process is one of wanting to connect and being optimistic and positive helps give people the sense that you're fun to be with and that you're fun to be around and that you have something to share. Um, You can join a faith community that is also helpful for social interconnections. And, um, you know, they sometimes have goals and focuses that you can participate in. How to bigger, you can build higher quality connections, which is also the other part of it. I mean, you could go and stand on the corner and connect to everything. And I'm not sure if it. You stand on the corner, you know, say hello, meet people. Somehow it's, I had the, you know, somebody approached me with the wrong idea. I was in Italy and it really, they were like, so how much? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm an American. They were like, yeah, okay. You know, I, was like, I don't understand. And, you know, quality connections. Um, everybody's busy. That's the B word. Um, if you're a couple or with your significant other, 
uh, the suggestion has been to spend at least five hours per week talking and not just sitting there looking at each other. Um, I mean, you could do that too, but, you know, it's, it's one of those where communicating is so um, helpful in, in sharing ideas and not just, um, I mean, the quality of the conversations is not just focused on the mundane, you know, how is the weather or complaining about the weather, which you know, a lot of people do no matter what the season or where they are. So it, it's one of those where you want to um, have connections and communication that is a little bit more intellectual maybe. You can um, engage with people by being present when you're around them and attentive. You know, and, um, It's interesting stepping into an elevator and step in looking at people. <laughs> we actually did this for a, a class one time on behavior, and it was fascinating watching us as a as a class going through different little tests and how people became very um, nervous. Uh, they didn't want to meet your eyes if you're standing in the elevator, especially if you're tall, and they're trying to get out the door. You know, here here you are right in the front of the they have to look at you and it's 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 one of those situations that makes people nervous um, you can be supportive by learning what other people's goals and challenges are and maybe offer some suggestions on how to help them succeed you or just be there for them just be there yeah and um, show trust that you don't I mean essentially you want to show that you're trusting trusting and trustful that you're not going to just let them down with whatever you are saying you're going to do. You can ex- you can celebrate with explanations of en- enthusiasm and joy. You know, it's easy to be around somebody that is enthusiastic and it's kind of contagious and is a good kind of contagious um, to be playing and laughing and goofing off. Obviously, there's an appropriate time. But um, we all know that there are times where you're in a serious situation. Sometimes you want to become more lighted, light uh, effect. So, so that some you guys of you could hear me thinking, couldn't you? Yes, yeah. I could hear you hear thinking. thinking. What do you want to say? Well, you know, I mean, the first thing I was thinking of is like, you know, a serious thing, and it's like, I, I you know, it's the you go to a funeral or something and I don't mean this in a bad way so everybody that's crossed over just know but you know like in a funeral and you just hear somebody like they're just cracking up and they can't it's like a stress response you know but it does like lighten the room a little bit you know in a way but um and then there's uh but it's totally you know conditioned we're conditioned to think that's inappropriate and yet down in New Orleans they're doing a party right they're mm-hmm. like going through the streets with music. So it's kind of, you know, it's cultural. What's it can do? So I had all this stuff going in my head. And then I was thinking, what did I, I don't know where I went after that, but it was good. So if I think of it, I'll let you know. <laughs> I have a lot happening in there, you know. <laughs> i got to catch it when it's right there. <laughs> we'll blame it on the hat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, the hat got in the way. <laughs> so our relationships create space for us to explore and learn creates a safety in which to do that and this when you practice these you know cultivate your relationships on a regular basis it also gives you a place of support when you're going through a time of a lot of stress or adversity 
and study after study is, has shown this, you know, the, when tough things happen, people who are part of a community get through the situation, whatever it is, much better than people who are loners. And when you belong to a group, it can help you give your sense of identity. We take our identity a lot of times from our relationships. Uh, back at the very beginning, we talked about you know, that how many roles that we have, how many words that we have that are indicative of the kind of relationships we have, parent, child. Um, we define ourselves in terms of these relationships. I'm a friend of this person. I teach this person. I learn from this person. And when you're part of something, part of the community, it's easier to relate to others. And it looks like we need to end now, so join us next week, and we will continue. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. for joining Kmar and D Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.